if you believe in something you're passionate about and you've heard a lot of people talk about the same thing and they are not like any cooler than you are, right? <laughs> but the people listen to them, right? They're say, saying the same thing, giving the same material they're giving out. You know, people listen to them when they say it. That is a disconnection with your personal authority. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. I am so happy to be back today and to get to introduce to you my dear friend, Monifa Herons. Monifa is a professional voice coach and singer. She is committed to helping those in any field discover or restore their singing voice and build overall confidence through vocal work. Monifa has vocal programs that help professionals from all areas of expertise raise their voice with ease, passion, and presence. She has translated her knowledge of voice, breath, and spirit to help others sing and speak authentically and with certainty, even if they never felt comfortable using their voice before. And she would love to help you discover your true voice and inner strength for deep confidence on stage and in life. Monifa Harris has performed on stages in Florida, California, North Carolina, Washington, DC, New York, Greece, Canada, and Bulgaria. I'll include links in the show notes so you can connect with Manifa Harris and discover how connecting to your voice helps connect you to your innate power and full expression of creativity. Monifa, thank you so much for joining me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me, Susie. Yes, this is a treat. To start off with, um, and I know you have a long and winding path, not unlike myself, but um, what, would you, what would you have to say? What are some highlights about your journey to find yourself center stage? Yes. When you say center stage, it like, it's like it brings up all the butterflies and they're like, oh, center stage. Yes, I have been center stage. Wow. Um, yeah, like it's um, a long journey because I started as an introvert. <laughs> so I'm still an introvert in so many ways. I just prefer by myself and so <laughs> when I think of myself center stage I think of what it took to get me there and that was passion I was super passionate about um, singing and about the music and so I figured out a way to to be a part of it um, I was super passionate about getting out so that you don't have to subscribe to the idea that because other people don't recognize your worth, you aren't worthy, you know? Um, so really helping people understand the value of themselves and their voice and the value of whatever they're passionate about, just because it's not what mainstream people are passionate about doesn't make it less valuable. Um, and honoring that and not making it um, something that you're, like, you're ashamed of and all of that kind of thing. I just felt like it had to stop. The craziness had to stop around sidelining what's important to you. 
Yes, yeah. I think that's so. Uh, that's such an important discovery because it's so easy to to struggle with that balance of what's a smart choice versus what do I keep feeling called to come back to, and share. Right, and when you when you try yeah. to turn down the volume on that, you know it it gets a little bit louder. Right, it gets more insistent, and um, you know the being authentic is really the best way to, to tap into your creativity. I'm sure that you cover that with your vocal students. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's the way to resource your energy, but it's like, it's also just, um, it's the way creativity flows. Like if you should go too far off of that thing that feels good for you, then you just end up out there looking weird. You know, <laughs> which is what we're all we're all trying to avoid. It's better just if you're gonna look weird, it might as well be like how weird you are, and not some other kind of weird that you stumble upon by accident <laughs> because you're trying to avoid authenticity. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's so true, and it reminds me to that that lesson that you kind of you you learn at school. Hopefully, you learn it in school because otherwise, you're just kind of destined to years of pain and misery. But you know, you always remember looking back, the person who tried really hard to fit in or to be something that they weren't. And it was just some imperceptible difference that made it so much harder for them to fit in because they weren't authentic. And there was just something that didn't read. It didn't land right with others. So even if, you know, you feel like being authentic doesn't fall in line with perhaps a group or an occupation that you feel like you should be in, you know, just stepping into it, into yourself, letting your freak flag fly, you know, just makes it easier for everybody, right? If it's not the right yes. place for you, the right place is going to show up as long as you're being authentic. Exactly. Like, don't bother fitting in when it's only going to be comfortable for both ends, but for so long. Um, and then, you know, you're just making each other miserable overall because we're both faking it by that time, you know? <laughs> so um, it also reminds me of, the fact that your unique, your unique characteristics are very much the things that people remember you for, you know. Um, one of my favorite people, like you know, yes, you know, one of my favorite uh, business coaches is Danielle Leslie, who talks about making your own course. And a big part of how she sets her people apart is that they are supposed to add a culture ad, what she calls a culture ad, which basically means that any experience you've had in your life, anything that's an identifier for you and your culture or your experience is also something that will make you stand out to the group that would most likely want to um, work with you. I love so, that. That's yeah. I think it's I think it's something people f were so intimidated by the fact that we do have things that that don't quite fit in with people that seem successful um, that we want to hide those things and we forget that you know actually if you hide the stuff that makes you special then you're no longer visible. You know. Ooh. Ooh, that's so good. If you hide what makes you special, then you're no longer visible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You got to yeah. step into that scary space and just yeah. hold that space until you can fill it, right? I mean, I have, yeah. I have some issue with fake it until you make it, but there is a point at which, and I, when I worked in theater, I wasn't center stage. I chose to keep myself backstage, but that training certainly comes into play. I don't believe that we should fake it like, Put ourselves 
out if we don't have what it takes to back it up. But, you know, do it scared. Do it anyway. Yeah. You know, you might not feel like you're 100% ready, but you're probably more so than you think you are. So yes. when you when you go out on faith, that's when the rewards start coming in. Yeah, I always like there's something weird to me about the idea of fake it till you make it. Like it's kind of like, hmm, fake? <laughs> like, is that can that be a good thing? Um I always this is something I correlate to being on stage. Like when you pick up a character, when you pick up whatever to to perform on stage, like you're not that character, right? But if you want to be honest with yourself or anybody in the room, there's a part of you that mm -hmm. could be that character, right? There's a part of you that kind of likes the character, no matter how bad or good or whatever, how flaky, how whatever. You, some part of you is like, I wish I could just do that in my real life. One of my favorite things about being a mezzo and therefore always having like mean roles is, <laughs> or being a maid, either way, like either way, like it's sulking in the background. It's very much a part of my personality or, <laughs> you know, you're mean, which is also pretty cool because you never feel like you can be mean in real life. Like you're supposed to be nice, and whatever. So there's something I love about playing mean in a role because it becomes this thing where you just got to feel like all those things that you're not allowed, you're not supposed to feel, you're not supposed to be angry, you're not supposed to be bossy, you're not supposed to be like all of these things. And so it's not this thing where you're like saying, you know, I'm faking being this character. It's this thing where you're calling up the part of you that feels that way. And so, yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't want to fake it so you make it, but you do want to um, admit to the parts of you that are that. So like a lot of times people don't see themselves in authority because they haven't historically been in authority and they want to be a leader and they want to be a leader of office. And when you fake it, you start doing things that people that you think you aren't are you know, are supposed to be like bossy and like hard nosed and all these things that's not a real thing. It's just something that's in your head because you haven't had the experience yet. When you can just be like with parts of you that want to get things done, right? I'm super laid back until I have to put on a performance of any kind. Like I put on a lot of um, private performances in North Carolina and all of a sudden I'm like, no, it goes this way. This is this is the entrance. You have four point two four seconds, four minutes and twenty four seconds on your song. So let's like keep it within the minute. You know, like I am specific because I have specific things in mind for what's going on on the stage, and it's also how you create a supportive system for people that just need direction, right? Um, to make feel some more supported. So if you, it, it's never something I tried to be when I became that, like people are like, I, you're so laid back. I didn't expect that <laughs> you would be that way. Uh, but about music, I am. I am very specific about music. So it wasn't something where I became a different person. It's just, I called in the things I thought were necessary for the work I wanted to do, you know? So it's a very different process. Like, and yeah, you're never too far from that person. You just have to admit that to yourself. 
Yes, I think I think that's really brilliant because there's so many different aspects that we end up in, you know, the different roles we serve, whether that's with family or friends or work professionally, and then we get our playtime. And so that's that's brilliant. You know, you can call in what you need of yourself to do what you need to do in that venue, be that totally, you know, relax and play and restore yourself or get down to work, turn things out, you know, it's time to shine. And then you can sit back and step back into your more relaxed mode, you know, once you've delivered. Right. Yeah. So um, one other question that I have for you that came from a conversation we were having the other day when we decided we had to get this on record um, is how do people tend to feel, how do they struggle with not being seen? Like, what is it that keeps people from stepping up and showing up so that they can be seen? Well, I think most of the time people are just scared, again, of of being criticized for what makes them stand out. You know, um, I think like for people like me, (laughs) if you feel like me, then when you were younger, you were a nerd. You were a little bit too, you know, (laughs) you a little bit too smart, um, who wants to read books all the time, not interesting, like that kind of, what made me different was um, something that most people weren't like looking for in the friend status, you know, <laughs> in like middle school, high school, you know, it's very uncomfortable to show up when you haven't historically been valued, mm, you know, that's it. Yes. Or, and, um, and, and often, it was probably in your best interest in school if you didn't kind of flaunt the fact that you get straight A's and you don't flaunt the fact, you know, that you've um, done things that other people aren't. Like, I, oh, yeah, I just got back from band camp. Like, you don't really have those conversations around the groups that weren't there with you. Um, so, so it's kind of this thing where you learn to hide, like, different roles for different cliques because that, that's how schools work. You know, like different parts of your personality for different cliques. Um, I tried to be fairly cool for my friends that were that spoke Spanish and like came from different countries, and <laughs> like I went dancing with them and I did things that I probably hadn't done. Well, I didn't have, I hadn't done anywhere in my life. Um, and then when I was in band, it was like. You know, it was one of those things. Well, yeah, I practice all the time. And of course, I read sci-fi. And, what, <laughs> you, know, like, you know, you, you say what, what's, what's in your personality so that you can, like, fit in, right? And then as soon as you're called to stand up by yourself, right, then it becomes a totally different characteristic. Case in point, <laughs> the difference between part being part of a chorus and being a soloist, right? In the chorus, your purpose is to blend. You're supposed to fit in, right? You go along with the crowd, otherwise, you know, (laughs) you're called out for the wrong reasons, right? Um, Like, that's just the way it is in the chorus because they want a cohesive sound, and you know? And then as a soloist, you have to take all those things that you dampened in order to fit into the chorus and you got to turn it up like a thousand percent right because now if you can't 
you know, if you can't be seen, if you can't cut through and be present to like the masked audience against the background of hundreds of people, you know, then, then that's a problem, right? <laughs> like, then you're not, you're not up there, right? And I think that's what people forget, like, especially if you're stepping up and like a business, a solopreneurship, like any kind of leadership, all of that takes this recovering of all the things that you've probably been hiding for a long time to fit in and get along, right? Like, and then putting that to the forefront so that you can cut through the noise, right? And um, we were just talking, like, we we're so talking about this, right? Because it's not easy to undo that training. And it takes a lot of self-examination. So I'm totally in that process right right now as I speak about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I love that that's, that's just two sides of the same coin, right? We're going from talking about the way that we would kind of shape ourselves to fit different molds and in a different but similar, you know, somewhat same capacity, we would dampen ourselves so as not to to come out, right? So we've got, we've mm -hmm. narrowed ourselves and we've squished ourselves into this mold. And so when our opportunity finally comes, like we want to stand out, we want to rise to the top, we want to excel in business or get the promotion or whatever it is in whatever aspect, like we've got to take all that training and recognize it served a purpose over here. And now this is why it doesn't serve us. It's time to step out of that shell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you just have to call all those things back to you. Honestly, like even in when I'm, I'm giving instructions to chorus, my, one of my biggest pieces of advice is to sing out, right? Because the more you sing out, the more the people that are with you can, right? Um, and it kind of creates this a nice place where everybody feels comfortable being their full selves. Like an ideal environment would be that anyways, right? But if you can lead that charge, you now become the leader of that group as well. So you can, you can um, do it in baby steps as well. Uh, it's just that you have to be intentional. You have to be like intentional about your purpose in doing that, you know, and then not be scared to be like, you know, I did this, this, and this on Friday. Like, I'm really hoping that you guys, like bosses, managers, look, I hope you guys like this because I spent like, you know, five hours Sunday and I just wanted to put this together to see what, to show you what I got, you know, like, and not being afraid to do that either. Just be like, yeah, I want to be noticed. Like, you can't be noticed unless you admit that as well. You know, I'm here to be seen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so that leads me to another great question that I'm sure um, in your private coaching and, and work you do with your students, um, you know, you really do have to get out of your comfort zone in order to make the music that you are here to bring to the world. So how do you support people in getting comfortable working outside their comfort zone? Yeah. Um Really, I, it's, to me, it's about building like a really core base so that they can know that anything that happens is good, right? Like, I, I build an environment of experimentation. This is so funny because I've, I've heard this in business as well. But um, I do build an environment of experimentation. I want them to see what happens, right? And I'm not asking them to get it right. I'm asking them to see what happens, right? The more I can get them to that point where they can see what happens, and then I start pointing them 
to what they don't want to go to, <laughs> right? Um, they're like, what? I, I don't know what's going to happen if I do that. And I'm like, that's good. Let's see what happens, right? Um, it's so important to, to really be able to dive into what makes you uncomfortable, which is essentially what we were, we were bringing up so much of because that's where the new things come from, right? It, that's where you get to the level of awareness um, around the issue that can actually transform or transmute that issue, right? And um, it takes a great amount of intensity and intensity itself can be uncomfortable, right? Uh, so like we're so used to like being in chill mode or like just being so much and, and, and it depends. So I have to say this, some uncomfort like we're used to having. So the uncomfortable becomes comfortable. I think of this again when I think of work because like the jobs that I've had where they're super uncomfortable, but you get used to it. You know, you get used to the level of uncomfort and then you kind of get stagnant around it, right? Um, and then there's uncomfortable that's within. I think that's a completely different thing. Being comfortable in your environment, like trying to fit into a group might not be comfortable, but it's like as long as you're fitting in, you feel like you, don't, you can't be attacked, right? But getting uncomfortable within is where the clarity of what is going to what needs to change, right? What, what is different than the way you want it to be. And then you start seeing how real or unreal that is. This is honestly like some of the work of standing out in and of itself, right? Because, um, because you realize how much of yourself you're not being, right? <laughs> and you're like, wow, like I, I don't know why I'm so uncomfortable sharing this part of myself to this group of people, right? Um, it usually comes again with some kind of conversation in your head around, I'm going to get attacked if I show up this way, right? Like somebody's going to knock me back down. They're going to think I'm on a high horse and knock me right back down. They're going to think I'm crazy and lock me up. They're going to, you know, like it's kind of some kind of conversation in your own head around that. And so it, it really takes getting in there and like sitting in with yourself and saying, okay, where'd you get this idea? Like, are there any examples around you where that's not true? Why do you think it's specifically true for you, right? Um, like just starting to have some real, real one-on-one -on -one time <laughs> <laughs> about that, you know? I think it's important. And then for my, me and my clients, it's really a a little bit of faster process because essentially we're just practicing it in real time by getting connected to our breath and body and then jumping and seeing if it works and then getting back to our breath and body doing it again and seeing if it works so we're really practicing the experience of getting uncomfortable and showing up in each breath exercise that we do you know so it becomes getting comfortable with uncomfortable yes oh my yeah. gosh and there's so many you're just like there's so many facets of it and aspects of it. And first of all, you have to be in the practice or cultivating the practice of awareness, of recognizing how you feel, what you're resisting, what you feel drawn to, 
and and what's your motivation, right? Because there's mm. the discomfort from working outside your comfort zone because you're expanding your area of ability, you know, and and so you've got to press the boundaries and get uncomfortable to grow. But then you bring up that perfect point of, you know, a lot of times that discomfort comes from that voice, the inner gremlin, if you want to call it that, that's like, mm, you probably don't want to do that. You're going to, you're going to get set back down. Like that is not for you. This is, you know, that gremlin that, that has that, like, I'm here to protect you, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to tell you why you shouldn't do that or what you're already doing wrong or, or that sort of thing. And um, so that discomfort, we can't, we can't shy away from either. In, in either case, I guess we have to get more comfortable stepping into it. But, um, you know, sometimes people think, you know, that that inner voice, that negative perception that they've got, they've got to like square off with it or turn the mute button, you know, and just completely disregard it. But again, that awareness helps you understand where it's coming from. What is it mm-hmm. that, that that part of you is trying to protect yourself from? So if you can be aware and say, no, whatever happens, I'm authentic and doing what I feel I need to move forward. And the reception could be this or could be this, but we'll take that on as, as it unfolds. But I need to step into this and I need to step into that discomfort and, and not back away from it. And you can grow so much when you like with awareness, keep moving into it and pressing your own edges, mm-hmm. pressing the limits. And I mean, you can always just take the blanket statement that whatever your fear isn't real. You know, you know there's a lot of great sayings about this that I wish I had the memory for. <laughs> but the reality is, like, it's whatever you're fearing isn't real. Number one, if it's a fear, it hasn't happened yet, right? <laughs> like, you're not usually <laughs> scared of what's not currently happening, right? Um, you're, you're scared of something that it could result in, maybe, but you're not scared of what's currently happening, right? Um, and also that it's, it's, you can, you can just consider it a smoke screen. Like you said, as well, it's a part of your body that's like keeping you from dying. Right. So that's why it feels that crucial. Um, this is very true for voice, by the way, because, um, I don't know if it's just like all the, the, well, I know that is like, it's all the training that we get from, from youth around our parents, uh, around our society, um, as children where we're not really supposed to, like we're not important and we're not supposed to talk, you know, we're not supposed to speak up. There's also like kind of the historical fact that people have literally died over stating things that people weren't ready to hear. Um, so there's those things that come up in us every time that we're trying to, to stand out. Um, one of the biggest things is that like if you're not supported by the society, then you become disenfranchised. That's one of the scariest things I think there are for people because the truth is if you have no group, then you have nothing to, to eat from, right? Like there's no way to earn money. There's no way to, to survive, essentially. Um, it's, well, there is, but it's harder to survive on your own, right? And there's something like deep within us that knows that. And that's what it's trying to save us from. Like, whoa, it's like, this is, I don't know, like how people, people, random people in the world are going to take this, right? Like, I don't know, they're going to think, they're going to think, like all that stuff. And like, the more we focus in on what we fear, the more we're just creating like imaginary people 
And like you then then we bring them all to the the place that we're going to show up and then we wonder why we're nervous, right? Like you, you, <laughs> you just you just have to realize those things aren't real and that you can um, choose to be more present to self. Like, and that's where it becomes really important to have some kind of process that brings you back to the moment, back to like your intention, talking to who you want to speak to. Like, so even if that's your manager and you think, oh, I don't even know if my manager likes me, like you can assume that they do, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you can talk to them like my manager thinks I'm the best, you know, and just talk to them as if, because you won't know until, right? <laughs> you know, you won't know until you actually have the conversation, right? And so until then, it's just an unfounded fear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's so the energy that we put out there is so powerful. So that's terrific is instead of the worst case scenario, why not buy into the best case scenario and come from that energy and come from that higher vibration and then see what comes into your field, right? As opposed to expecting the worst. I get to tell this to my husband now and then, you know, if you keep looking for the trouble to come and find you, it is easy to see it coming. <laughs> oh yeah. But if you You'll if you keep looking it. for the better stuff, you know, then then you notice it. And our brains are so wired, just like you're saying, you know, that fear. Like we are wired to be defensive, to protect ourselves, to be ready to cut and run. Like that's our biological wiring because that's what we came with. But this programming we have control over. So we get mm-hmm. to choose to say, no, I don't have to be afraid of what's going to happen. I'm going to expect the best and I'm going to keep on seeking that out. And then we actually pattern our brain to look for those to validate that. And so it just starts that upward cycle instead of the downward trend. For sure. For sure. And like, and that's, what's beautiful about a lot, like pure vision of what you want as a result. And then when you're working off of that material, it gets 10 times easier. You, You know, if you didn't believe you could be, um, given a raise, if you didn't believe that you could um, build a business, right, that you wouldn't be having this conversation with yourself at all, right? So there's a part of you that believes it can happen. And that's what you want to get in touch with. Yes, so important. And it is, it's the power of where we put our attention and that practice over time makes it easier. Then you don't have to be reminding yourself to get into that frame of mind, it becomes the way that you operate. So you can cut out all that noise and obstacles. Yes, for sure. So I feel like we've been talking quite a lot. I mean, it makes sense to me, (laughs) but it has since we met and I heard about your mission, about why connecting to our voice and stepping into it helps people excel in other areas at the same time, I understand like it can be hard for people who hear about this correlation and they say, but that's cool. I don't, I don't need to say, I just, you know, sure. I wish I felt more confident in the meetings. I wish I had more power in the boardroom. I wish, you know, I I don't really get the voice connection. So beyond, I mean, the basic lessons that we've talked about, about authenticity and stepping into your power and, and recognizing the difference of taking center stage versus like blending into the chorus is, are there other ways in which you see your clients finding it easier to, to bring some of these lessons or what are these lessons that they can take back with them to, 
to kind of shine mm-hmm. in the business capacity. Yes, like it really is that ability to um, tap into what you really are trying to do in any given moment and, and then express it, right? Because there's, there's something that comes up on the, way, on the way out, like there's something that comes up on the way out. And honestly, that's one of the reasons why my marketing specifically points to non-singers, because if you're discerning enough to realize that something's not quite going right with your voice, whether that's by somebody telling you or some like real time experience. Um, What happens with that is that you have the discernment to understand what it would take to move forward as well. Right. Um, And I think a lot of people, again, they just assign the voice as something that special people do. And so they think, Oh, you know, I don't really do that. Like, but, but um, I do want to be confident. Can we just talk about speaking, you know? And my answer is always like, yeah, we can talk about speaking if you're willing to work with your singing voice, right? Because what happens in singing that doesn't happen quite with anything else is that it affects your nervous system. There's like a few ways, and this, this is specifically because of the vagus nerve. So if anybody has heard about this in combination with any um, like uh, long-term illnesses or um, a lot of things that sometimes are hard to point out in the beginning, like it could be coming from a lot of different directions in the body, right? Um, they'll talk to you eventually about the vagus nerve, right? Because it's the, it's the main cord of connection <coughs> to the whole body. Right. And yeah, it is. It's, you, it's the one cranial nerve that actually yeah. integrates with most of our major organs. It's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. I'm it's sorry, absolutely incredible. Yes. And, and so there's a few ways that you can stimulate the vagus nerve. People keep saying that you can hold your breath. In my belief, you can't just hold your breath. <laughs> like you can't just stop breathing. Right. Like it has to be um, some kind of thing where you're relaxing enough that you can like trigger the vagus nerve, which is, you have to get basically relaxed the vocal cords to the back of your throat. And, and there's, you can just breathe to do that and then hold your breath, breathe out and then hold your breath to do that. Um, but then everything else is vocal. So chanting, singing, humming are the other ways to stimulate the vagus nerve. So automatically you can get into a feeling of confidence, right? when you stimulate your vagus nerve. And I always say this because people want to be confident, but they don't really, they just assume that, again, it's kind of a special people thing. Like you're there, like, how do I get confident? You do like cool people things, right? Like, no, like it doesn't work that way. You have to be confident before you do the cool things, right? And, and so one of the ways to be confident is just to get your body in state so that it feels cool, calm, and collected, right? That kind of feeling of I've got this. And one of those ways is to stimulate the vagus nerve. It slows down your heart rate. It just gives you this feeling of full body relaxation. So when you do the work, when you do breath work, um, also can help with somebody who knows what they're doing. <laughs> um, and, and then vocal work is specific because you not only get the benefit of that, that, that um, automatic stimulation of the vagus nerve, but you also get the vibrational resonance 
of that stimulation as well. So you can shift things in like minutes and minutes with attention and awareness. You can shift things in minutes, including your mindset and how you come to the table. So I've had people like with two, three sessions that end up having conversations with their spouse, partner, ex, um, that they would have never said before, right? That it in more with more clarity, with more um, with more authority, with more you know confidence than they've had in a long time. They've been able to have these conversations, and that just comes from being present into your body and having real, like intimate experience of how you feel, like at any given moment right? Singing does this in a way that just, it can't be done any other way, in my opinion. And if you know anything about chakras, like if you know about throat chakra, right? And you know that it's, it's the chakra where we come with expression and also creation. Like, so it's something I always bring up the fact that the creation of the world was um, of two things. There's the, the first, um, command you know not commandment but that's like the when god first spoke the world into existence let there be light was what he said right so the first things were you know light and that he spoke right like those are real things so that um if you're not into that that version there's um the ohm is supposed to be the sound the original sound the sound in which creation was born right and so it's a sound that creates that. So if you want to create anything new in your life, this is why um, people were into affirmations for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to create anything new to, in your life, you have to be able to speak it. And not to speak it, but to speak it with authority. And if you don't know what authority feels like, you might want to get acquainted to it. You're like, what does that feel like in your body, right? Like, you just, that's, that's the process. That's why I'm so passionate about it, because you have the experience of something that you might only know by, you know, stories that other people have told you, all right? And so you want to be able to experience that yourself, you know? Sound is powerful, and when you can really know how to tap into your own authority with your own voice, then everything you say is power. Like, nobody's going to ignore you even if you're wrong, I hate to say it, but it's true. Like a lot of times <laughs> I'll just be talking. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm lying. Give me a second. <laughs> like, because like I, you know, I get excited and then I'm like, you know, and then I saw, and I was like, wait a minute. I think that's an imagination. And um, so, <laughs> but people are involved in it because that's what acting is, right? They get so involved in the story, like, because you're saying it like it's real right? Um, And if you believe in something you're passionate about, and you've heard a lot of people talk about the same thing, and they are not like any cooler than you are, right? (laughs) But the people listen to them, right? They're saying the same thing, giving the same material they're giving out, you know, people listen to them when they say it. That is a disconnection with your personal authority yeah and like that is something that can be easily fixed if you're willing to work with your voice Mm, that's the secret 
First, you have to be willing to do a little bit work. But secondly, you can, you can, and what's, I just love it. I love how science and biology are catching up with concepts and theories that we've had for millennia. But the fact that, you know, you can use your energy, like you can use your attention and intention, you can use your breath to change your biological process, to slow your heart rate down through your breath, Mm. through the choice that you make, you can change your biology. By changing your biology and turning down your stress response, you have room for your creativity, for your intention to be expressed. Mm. Because there's only so much bandwidth we have, right? So instead of letting the noise take up the space, we can tune that down and then have all of this space to express and get authentic and bring out what what we're here for. Yeah, there's so much space in there when we make the choice to create it. And um, like, but you know, first you have to get acquainted that it's valuable. You know, you say work with your breath and (laughs) people are just like, "Uh, I breathe already. (laughs) 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 And like, so they discount it, right? You say, you know, like, you know, I, I used to say all the time, anybody can sing, but like it totally kills like people believe in me because they're like, no, that's not true. You know? And so I had to leave that at the door, but like that feel like, but when, when I say, yeah, no, your voice can lead you there, whether you can sing or not. Right. Like that thing that you just want to say like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to buy into that. Right. Like that thing of like not even wanting to try the tool that can, can then can work is, is our inner resistance overall, right? So I, like all the time, I'm always mentioning, well, what makes it less valuable? Like what makes it less valuable to you? Is it because, you know, you can't put it in a package and sell it? Is it because you won't put it in a package? Like it, you don't plan on becoming a professional singer, so therefore it's not valuable enough to work on, right? Like what's making, who's determining what's valuable to you? right? Mm -hmm. You breathe every second of the day, right? (laughs) So importance level, like in real life, (laughs) like you stop breathing, there's problems, right? So let's think about like less about like, can you sell it at the store? And more about (laughs) how often do I use this thing? Should I get to know it? You know, should I take advantage of this tool that I have? Exactly. You how off like our voice is how we communicate with the world, our families, our friends, our partners, our right? Like you should know how to to do it with a with passion, with presence, with you know, love. Because it'll invite all things good to you, you know. Yes. Oh, I love it. I knew this was going to be a great conversation. Thank you, Monifa, for bringing some reality to it, some insights. I hope that there's so much to take away from this conversation, so it's probably worth another listen (laughs) (laughs) or two. I'm definitely going to enjoy um, editing this one and getting to listen to it all over again. Thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time and joining me. I appreciate you. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. I thank you so much, and I hope you have awesome them rest of your day i'll see you guys over there at um 
stress less. Is that what it's called? What's your name of group? Uh, reset to de-stress. Well, that reset is, that was the name of the challenge that I started the group in. So now the group is live with less stress. That's over on Facebook. Yeah. And my yeah. website is three X less stress. It gets yes. a lot of confusing. There's a lot of S's. It's just like my <laughs> There's name. A lot I'm of just S's. rolling in the, the mic pop and everything. I was going to say the name <laughs> of your company, but then I realized it was a different name for the group. That's so I was like, oh, maybe I should ask before I just put that out there. I'm on all channels. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Monifa, I'm going to drop it in the show notes, but tell us your website where people can find you. Yes. You can find me at monifa.harris.com dot com i mean monifaharris.com so no dot between the names um you can find me um it's also better just to kind of find me on facebook because i not i don't keep my website super updated <laughs> and you can see what i'm currently doing if you look for me on my business page which you could just facebook um pages and then my name is monifa harris voice and then, so you could put that in the URL or you can just look for me, Monifa Harris voice in the search engine. Yes. And Monifa is always sharing some brilliant content on Facebook too. I love to see what's new and coming out over there. So yes. tune in on all channels. Oh, and the podca- podcast that you and your friend are putting out, what's it called? Ephemeral. Ephemeral. E-F-E-M-E-R-L. Earl. Oh. I'll put that in the, lo- in the notes too. So you can check out their, their conversations and explorations mm. in matters of voice and expression. Yeah. Expression, showing up, communication. We cover all the things and this, the energy, the energy of feminine, masculine, and, and what that means and how it means to your self-expression or what yeah. it means to your self-expression. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Monifa. Have a beautiful day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time keep on shining.